Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500, and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which is just a few weeks away. Then we'll discuss our topic for the week, which is guidance provided by S&P 500 companies. As we've discussed in recent weeks, more companies have been providing positive EPS guidance than normal. What is driving the positive sentiment on earnings guidance? But first, let's look ahead to the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the first quarter to date. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the first quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is now expected to report the highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the third quarter of 2018. Analysts expect double-digit earnings growth in the first quarter and for all four quarters of 2021. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 for the first quarter to date. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter has increased by 5.7% since December 31st. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 4-5% during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the first quarter than average as well. However, we'll discuss more specifics about EPS guidance in the second half of the podcast. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is higher now relative to the start of the quarter. As of today, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 23.3% compared to estimated year-over-year earnings growth of 15.8% back on December 31st. If 23.3% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2018. Eight sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the consumer discretionary, financials, and materials sectors. Three sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the industrials and energy sectors. Looking at future quarters, analysts also project double-digit earnings growth for the remaining three quarters of 2021, with earnings growth peaking in the second quarter of 2021 at 52%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.6, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, five S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the first quarter, including Dow 30 component Walgreens Boots Alliance. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is guidance issued by S&P 500 companies. Heading into the end of the first quarter, 94 S&P 500 companies have issued EPS guidance for the quarter. This number is slightly below the five-year average of 101. Thus, it appears that the number of S&P 500 companies providing quarterly EPS guidance is getting close to pre-pandemic levels. Now, in determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. So of these 94 companies, 34 have issued negative EPS guidance and 60 have issued positive EPS guidance. 
the number of companies issuing negative EPS guidance is well below the five-year average of 66, while the number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance is well above the five-year average of 35. In fact, if 60 is the final number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for the quarter, it will mark the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for a quarter since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 57, which occurred in the previous quarter. So why are so many companies issuing positive EPS guidance for the first quarter? Well, one of the main drivers is likely the high number of companies issuing positive revenue guidance for the first quarter. As of today, 86 S&P 500 companies have issued revenue guidance for the first quarter. This number is above the five-year average of 77. Of these 86 companies, 17 have issued negative revenue guidance and 69 have issued positive revenue guidance. The number of companies issuing negative revenue guidance is well below the five-year average of 39, while the number of companies issuing positive revenue guidance is well above the five-year average of 38. If 69 is the final number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive revenue guidance for the quarter, it will mark the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive revenue guidance for a quarter since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 62, which also occurred in the previous quarter. Of the 60 companies in the S&P 500 that have issued positive EPS guidance for Q1, 41 of these companies, or 68%, have also issued positive revenue guidance for the first quarter. At the sector level, the information technology sector has both the highest number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance and the highest number of companies issuing positive revenue guidance of all 11 sectors. In terms of EPS guidance, 29 companies in the information technology sector have issued positive EPS guidance for the first quarter, which is well above the five-year average of 17 for this sector. If 29 is the final number for the quarter, it will tie the mark with the previous quarter for the highest number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance for this sector since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. At the industry level, the semiconductor and semiconductor equipment industry has the highest number of companies in the sector issuing positive EPS guidance at 10. In terms of revenue guidance, 43 companies in the information technology sector have issued positive revenue guidance for the first quarter, which is well above the five-year average of 22 for this sector. If 43 is the final number for the quarter, it will mark the highest number of companies issuing positive revenue guidance for the sector since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 35, which occurred in the previous quarter. At the industry level, the semiconductor and semiconductor equipment industry again has the highest number of companies in the sector issuing positive revenue guidance at 17. Of the 29 companies in the information technology sector that have issued positive EPS guidance for the first quarter, 26 of these companies, or 90%, have also issued positive revenue guidance for the first quarter. Due in part to the large number of companies issuing positive EPS and positive revenue guidance in this sector, expectations for year-over-year -year earnings and revenue growth for the information technology sector are higher now relative to the start of the quarter. The information technology sector is currently projected to report year-over-year -year earnings growth of 22.3% compared to an estimate for year-over-year -year earnings growth of 11.6% back on December 31st. The semiconductor and semiconductor equipment industry is currently projected to report year-over-year -year earnings growth of 24.3% compared to an estimate for year-over-year -year earnings growth of 5.2% back on December 31st. 
The information technology sector is currently projected to report year-over-year revenue growth of 15.5% compared to an estimate for year-over-year revenue growth of 10% back on December 31st. The semiconductor and semiconductor equipment industry is currently projected to report year-over-year revenue growth of 19.4% compared to an estimate for year-over-year revenue growth of 8% back on December 31st. It is interesting to note that despite the high number of companies in the information technology sector issuing positive EPS and positive revenue guidance, and the upward revisions to EPS and revenue estimates for companies in this sector, the market has not rewarded companies in this sector in recent months. Since December 31st, the information technology sector has seen a decrease in price of 0.8%. By comparison, nine of the other 10 sectors in the S&P 500 have seen an increase in price over this time. Overall, the S&P 500 has seen an increase in price of 4.1% since December 31st. However, it should also be noted that the information technology sector also had the largest price increase of all 11 sectors during all of 2020 at 42.2%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio for the information technology sector is 25.4, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average, but below the P.E. ratio of 27.6 back on December 31st. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. (music) 